You know, it's funny when you do something because you think it's kind of funny. It's a joke. It's just silliness. Independent fact checkers have determined that this program may expose listeners to extremist views and ideas. If you feel you may have been radicalized by this program, free resources are available including the Bible, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution and Bill of Rights and a junior high science book to remind you boys have penises and girls have vaginas. And then you think back about like recent history. Who were Trump voters and are still Trump supporters. They go, yeah, you guys are going crazy. He's doing, what are you so surprised about? He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Well, and I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. And it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah, that is your job. Like I said, you put stuff out. You think you're joking. You think it's funny. And then it's right in front of you. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. is the day the Lord has made and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live and our partners at Bonefrog Coffee another one of our uh, partners to step up and buy a small block of tickets um, they're all buying small blocks because uh, the Lord looks like they're going to he's going to deliver a sellout for our event that is uh, coming up May 20th, just around the corner in Seattle. You can get tickets at the ToddHermanShow.com slash events. Bonefrog has stepped up to buy six tickets. We'll be giving those away the week of the event. So you want to roll your dice and hope you get in. I'd love to see you there. Or you can purchase tickets for just 20 bucks at the ToddHermanShow.com slash events. I'm jazzed. I've been doing so much research on this. I was nervous about it. The topic is, will God rescue America? But now I'm getting jazzed. I feel like um, the, the, the study I'm doing this on, on this is it's being fruitful. I'm anxious to share with you. I can't wait to see your faces again. It's been a very, very long time. Um, and podcasting is fun, but it's not, it's not live radio. We never, we, we can't really take calls. Um, and to gather with you guys, just super meaningful. So if you haven't met other listeners to the show, that's always fun too. You, you'd be surprised how many names you recognize uh, when you get down to the core group, the, the family, the podcast family. It was, gosh, right after my daughter wanted to, she wanted to watch the Hunger Games. And I said, no, like before that happens, you're too young. I want to read the books. So I did, I read the book. I read the first book while she was gone in Utah with my wife. They took a, a daughter and mother daughter trip down there uh, to see family. And I read the book and I was just, I fell in love with it. And I thought, this is it. This is the story of our times. And ultimately then I recited the book to my daughter from memory. I sat, I told her the story by memory and it was a, an amazing time as a father and, and my daughter still remembers that so, so fondly. And it was shortly after that, about, I guess about a year after that, that I got a solo radio show. 
And I started to talk about, in sort of a joking way, the Hunger Games. This was a decade ago. And started to joke about the Hunger Games as a joke. And then I realized it's not really that funny. Now, as I'm looking at the installation of appeal to authority, because this is what we're dealing with. The Great Reset doesn't work if people use their reasoning skills. It certainly doesn't work if people adhere to to biblical Christianity. It can't work because these people are installing themselves as many gods um, because they are basing everything on lies. They have to have the appeal to authority technique. And, and that technique simply means it's right because we say it's right and we're the bosses because we are the smarter people. That's what appeal authority did us. And they use titles to create authority. And real authority, we'll talk about this in the program, real authority you can have fear-based authority over somebody. If we don't do this, they're going to hit us. But that's not actual authority. That's fear. It's temporary and it's brittle. Um, and it's not, you don't have the authority to draw enthusiasm. You don't have the, the, in, the authority to inspire. And you don't have actual authority because actual authority only comes through the word of God. That's the only way you get actual authority. You can have desires and impulses and wants and, and desires of the flesh and desires of the mind, which are often just the flesh disguised as intellect. You can have all of that, but you can't have ultimate authority. So I started to think back to how we got here and what were the warning signs. And I honestly think that this movie, The Hunger Games, was a great big warning sign for what we are sitting in now. Since the dark days, our great nation has known only peace. Ours is an elegant system conceived to nourish and protect. Your districts are the body. The capital is the beating heart. Your hard work feeds us, and in return, we feed and protect you. But if you resist the system, you starve yourself. If you fight against it, it is you who will bleed. I know you will stand with me, with us, with all of us, together, as one. And am today, and am tomorrow, and am forever. Yale Law School students uh, have recently put chalk writing at, at Yale on the sidewalks, on the on the important stone sidewalks that say things like this. We are the law, not your F-wording court. We are the law. Now, if you look at the Supreme Court, there are effectively two universities represented on the Supreme Court. There is Yale and Harvard and every now and then a minor exception. So in one way, they're right. But the appeal to authority has gone from the level of a title to now station. And you're building up blocks of people 
who contend and believe that they are, in fact, the authorities. We are going to have to deal with this because most of us will never be in that club. Many of us would never want to be in that club. Authority by virtue of title. But the entire predicate of the Great Reset is the people who have massive amounts of money and who have massive amounts of ability to then buy influence and are doing it, they appoint themselves the authorities over us. They have the economic swing and leverage to employ their ideas, to force their ideas down upon us. And so what do we do? It's the inverse of what one would think if we are to be biblical Christians. It is to reflect back on the word of God, the ultimate authority. And this is so incredibly hard in the face of this. And so I want to talk about this as we talk about these authoritarian measures and this drive to appeal to authority. Now think of this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is going to be tough because of what we face. What we face is a purposeful movement to a system by which that, that must remove logic, that must remove us using the God-gifted abilities to reason together. God's word is a gift to us. It is the architecture. It's the foundation of our architecture. If we were to have any architectural truth at all, an unshakable truth, otherwise you have the designs of men, which is another form of appeal to authority, the designs of men. And the signs for authority all around us is not just Yale Law School. It's that in the face of an election that many, many people doubted and continue to doubt, I doubt. I don't think it was an up upfront election. I, I think it was, I know it was rigged. I just don't know if it was stolen. And many times this week, we played the clips of the, of, of from Tucker's interview with the lady from True the Vote, Catherine Engelbart, talking about the vote harvesting. Newsmax. Dinesh D'Souza says Newsmax will not cover his movie. Newsmax. 2,000 Mules will not, will not have him on to discuss his movie. It was hours after the game playing and months of rigging that the authorities said, this was the safest, most secure election in history. No one who was saying that understands the degree to which we understand the implied statement because we said so. Because we said so. So you hear stories like this. In the 2020 election, there were drop boxes put in place at, at a scale that had never before been seen. There were a lot of promises made about surveillance video being attached to all the drop boxes and, and standards being enforced, but none of that really happened on scale. And so what we, well, right, so what we decided to do was uh, basically geofence. It's sort of a, a digital way to put a, a net around each drop box. And then wanted to find out if, if, a, phone, if a phone, if, if individual devices crossed through that net 
really what, what turned out to be an extraordinary number of times. Over the five states and the five jurisdictions that we studied, in order to make our, our, the level of study, the average number of Dropbox visits was 38. 38 Dropbox visits into the, you know, and by the way, also including um, the visits to the nonprofit organizations. So there's definitely a pattern here. And then increasingly now, as we're seeing video come out, we're able to match the, the Dropbox pings with the video. And you see it for yourself. When you can match those in the states that had video, uh, you see people stuffing in ballots. We take from this and compare it to it was the safest, most secure election in history. And we add the parentheses, which are implied because we said so. Because they lead it with the nation's election experts. The Federal Election Commission head says election experts say anytime you hear in a statement like that, which is a this this adjective expert, there is no such thing. There is no such thing as an expert. There are people with deep topic expertise. There are people with deep topic study. There are people with, with, with decades of experience. Those are factual statements, like the decades of experience in, in, in developing wisdom and practicing things a lot and having seen a lot, having run a lot of elections. Those are all factual statements, but the statement expert does not exist. Because it is a superlative. No one can be the expert. People can have expertise, but experts say. It's a dead giveaway from the media and from the mockingbirds, but they're not even aware of this. Because they worship at the mantle of the great men and women. That's, that's their, that is their construct of worship, the great men and the great women. So I don't even think they understand that to us, appeal to authority does not work. And it cannot work. And for us, in a situation like that, we get to say, I have eyes. I have reasoning power. The Lord has gifted me with skepticism. I am skeptical of what my eyes and my senses tell me. I'm skeptical of what I observe in human behavior. When there exists a great big environment that invites fraud, people with ill intent will take advantage of that fraud. If you live in a city where crimes are not punished and people can walk around and break into buildings and rob, rape, and steal and not get punished, those things are going to increase. When you create an election where there is a situation ripe for fraud, like this ballot harvesting, like ballot trafficking, people are going to take advantage of that. That is a lived, observed behavior. So for that matter, we can all claim expertise in our lives and in using this skilled reasoning. And this is something that we need to pass on to our kids. The, 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 uh, the, the trick that they pull off is by creating this us and them. Yeah, but the experts say, yeah, but the, we, we are all experts at observing, right? And observing human behavior. So we need to get good with our kids of showing them how good they are at this, how innate, how God has helped us have this in our minds. You can also point back to the problem with appeal to authorities. What happens when authority was dead wrong? 
I just saw Alex Berenson write something, and Alex is sometimes a bit of a scold. Um, he is, he's now upset that people are, are, are calling out this new Pfizer study because people are saying, this proves it. Pfizer knew that this was not safe for pregnant women, these, these COVID shots, the mRNA injections. What Alex says is, this isn't new news. Only, he says, the screamers on Twitter are saying this. To this degree, he's right. We who read the original filings from Pfizer knew that it wasn't safe, that they didn't know it to be safe for pregnant women. Those of us who listen to scientists who are not, again, the experts, not the authorities, but they had reason to explain this. They put reason behind this. They didn't say this is a danger to pregnant women because I said so, because I'm a former VP at Pfizer. What they said is the spike proteins are just that. They're going to create micro blood clots because of their structure, because this is what they do when they go through the bloodstream, they go through the veins, they create tiny little cuts. Those are going to be covered up by tiny little scabs. Those are going to create tiny little blood clots. This is going to occur in areas of the body where the uh, tissue is particularly porous, where it's semi-permeable right, where it lets oxygen and, and uh, uh, oxygen pass back and forth between the cells and, and blood. And so it's semi-permeable. That is where it's going to be particularly um, likely to affect the body. So again, the vaginal walls, the ovaries, the testes, the brain, um, the sac around the heart, the pericarditic sac, the, the heart itself. This is what's come to pass. And of course, the womb and the ovaries. So they provide an explanation in the era of appeal to authority, if it doesn't come with explanation, we say, no, I'm sorry, I'll wait for the explanation. Experts say this was the safest, most secure election in history. Fantastic. That's what they say. What's the explanation? How did you measure it? Against what objective standard did you measure it? What was the second place election? What was the third most safe and secure in the case of the COVID flu, you're saying that these injections are safe and effective. Fantastic. By what measure? Define safe for how long? For how many people? Is it equally safe for all people? This is our role in the world of appeal to authority that we ask questions like this. Then we step back and we observe and what happens when the experts were wrong, but wrong in exactly the way we said they were wrong. It's fascinating to watch Bill Gates purchase his way into redemption for what he did to this country. If, if all we would have had to do was, say, a 45-day lockdown, I think we would have gotten pretty good compliance. It's as the lockdown starts extending out uh, and, you know, the lockdown hasn't dropped the cases to zero, you know, so the counterfactual of, okay, how much worse would it have been if we hadn't had this lockdown is unclear. There was a lot of uncertainty about, for example, school shutdowns. Uh, to this day, you know, there's still arguments about uh, how many cases that avoided. It's pretty clear because young people uh, don't get sick from the disease very often uh, that we probably, if we knew everything we know today, we would have shut schools down a lot less than we did during this pandemic. I mean, yes, it's tricky for the elder adults. It's tricky uh, in a lot of ways. And you mean by that high school and under? Exactly. So the CNN guy interviewing Gates. So again, now our pattern in appeal to authority. What happens to him? 
How is it that we knew that shutting down the schools was nonsense? How is it that we knew so early on that kids are not a vector of transmission? How? Because we went back to the why. We went back to, no, I'm sorry, it is not enough that the nation's foremost expert on infectious diseases, Dr. Tony Fauci, says so. We need explanations, but it's not just explanations. There's a saying in scientific circles that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. They made an extraordinary claim. There is a virus for which there is no cure. There is no, not cure, but there is no Im- immunization. Uh, there is no, uh, the, the, the body has no way to fight against it. No one, no one can develop immunities against it. It can't be done. T-cell doesn't apply. Crossover immunities don't apply. None of it applies. Our immune systems don't work against it. Those are extraordinary claims that should require um, some extraordinary proof when you make an extraordinary claim. So these are things that we need to get good at as people are going to question this stuff. Right? You look at performance. You look, you look back at performance. For instance, our partners at American Financing. Look back on the performance of American Financing. Look at how they perform. Go back 20 years. 20 years. What were they? They were a married couple in their basement with $5,000 to invest from their credit card. That's who they were. Who are they today? They're a national mortgage bank that is still family owned. They're not banksters. They're not mobbed up with the ESG people. They're a family-owned national mortgage bank. Okay, continue. How'd this happen? Because they purposely designed a company at American Financing that, that, that engenders this. Their employees who've been there 10, 15 years, sometimes longer, they are not incentivized to push you into a loan. You, you compare this against the party. Fauci incentivized hospitals to find COVID everywhere. There's no incentive. Their mortgage consultants do not get commissions. They, they get paid whether you take out a loan or not. Or whether you do, in this case, a refinance, which is what we're going to talk about in a second here. This is how they earn an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. This is how their Google reviews grew to 6,700 reviews, which are just stellar. Okay, performance, open nights and weekends. So here's where this now meets you and this observation. They are currently now at American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net saving people up to a thousand bucks a month on their mortgages by refinance, thousand bucks a month. If you qualify for this, you can move through it very, very quickly. Remember, they're open nights and weekends. If you have unique income circumstances, say you're in commission sales, say you are in fact a real estate agent or in other forms of commission sales, they treat everybody like an individual. They will do custom loans for custom circumstances. So a thousand bucks a month you could save, uh, that's 120 grand in 10 years. Here's how you do this. Call American Financing, 866 877-2275. That's 866-887-2275 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net, MLS 182-334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. So we ask questions about performance. 
So Gates is now coming out and trying to cleanse his reputation in advance of all this stuff breaking. And we get to go back to him and say, okay, let's, let's put aside the appeal to authority. Gates's authority is implied because he's wealthy because of the Gates foundation, because they employ a bunch of experts on vaccines, experts, which don't exist. Yes. People have worked in the field. Yes, they have material expertise, but they are not the experts. We also have expertise in spotting derivations from patterns. You are making an extraordinary claim. This is something that we need to do as a society. You are making an extraordinary claim. Your claim in this case is that we must shut down the schools because no one has any immunity to this flu. We are going to say that demands extraordinary evidence. What is your evidence for this? Likewise, we're now being told that we must strike down speech online. We have to have a speech czar. Okay, that's an extraordinary thing and an illegal thing and an unconstitutional thing to have in the United States of America, a constitutional republic. That's an extraordinary thing, an extraordinary measure you are demanding. Therefore, what is your evidence that this is constitutional? What is your evidence that this is in fact, um, that this can, that there have been any problems created by uh, disinformation, not problems, that's too imprecise. Who's been killed by disinformation? Where has disease begun by disinformation? By the way, is the government incapable of putting out disinformation? Is the government completely washed in truth? Does this sound meek? She'll inherit the earth? Well, let's look at this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Where do we get our discernment? Where do we get our spirit? The Holy Spirit. Spirit of truth. We are poor in spirit. The Holy Spirit is rich in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Do you mourn your nation? Do you really mourn it? I do. I'm comforted because I know who wins. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Now, this is a hard one for me. What about you? I am so thankful the way the Lord has humbled me, but I hate the process. I, I wish there'd been another process. The, the process was and is painful. So if we reflect back to what we're doing here, we're asking questions of truth. We're asking these people to supply some humility. You don't get to say, I'm making an extraordinary demand and then have no extraordinary evidence. You have to have some humility. You have to demonstrate that you understand that there are things greater on, in, in the universe than yourself. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Well, it doesn't say on earth. Ultimately, God will, in fact, fill us. Those of us who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Okay. I have a lot of trouble being merciful to Bill Gates, to... to Tony Fauci, to Francis Collins, to the liars about the election was perfectly straightforward, to the people who are keeping people locked up on J6, 
to the dictators of Washington state and California who have ruined people's lives and continue to. I have a great deal of difficulty showing mercy to them. I don't have a great deal of, mis- of, of difficulty begging the Lord to help me have a heart of mercy for them. They're two different things. If you understand that you don't have mercy, then let's pray to the Lord to provide us that mercy that we're told is a blessing for us. But that's, that's really, really hard because we can go right back to Gates, right back to this man talking about low fatality rates in the COVID. As you hear this, please, if you've been with the radio show before we went to podcast, please think back to how often I opened the show because of the Hunger Games. Honestly, the Hunger Games inspired the opening to my radio show on Mondays for about three or four months. There's a scene where Katniss Everdeen, who's the uh, the heroine in the movie, she'd been forced to fight in the Hunger Games and she was completely traumatized and she was under the impression that this guy she sort of loved, that sort of didn't love, but went on to marry, that he was killed. And, and there's this scene where she is hiding away. She's been rescued, but she's not particularly fond of the people who've rescued her. And she's hiding in their, um, in their, in their base and she's saying to herself, my name is Katniss Everdeen. I'm 17. I was made to fight in the Hunger Games. I was forced to kill people. I'm from district. I always forget her district. District 11. I I don't remember her district, but she's repeating facts for herself. We started the show this way for three or four months. There is a virus. It is is called COVID-19. It comes from a condition called SARS-CoV-2. It is a 99.87% survival rate. It largely is dangerous for older people. For most people, it's less deadly than the flu. I repeated that stuff every single morning. Soon after this virus was discovered, well, it wasn't, it, it was discovered much earlier, but soon after the Mockingbird media began to talk about it. So those of you who've been with the radio show a long time, I was countering the appeal to authorities. The appeal to authority was telling us, stay safe, stay home, stay inside by saying, no, 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 here's the data. Now in, what is it? It's the middle of May of 2022 and Bill Gates finally is talking about this. It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much, uh, travel without diagnosis uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. So that was a pretty scary period right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert, including the United States, nearly as fast as it needed to. He, he just described a virus with a 99.87% survival rate. So again, on the appeal to authority, what was the extraordinary evidence that indicated that the globe should be shut down? What was it? You know what it was? It was videos from China. Remember that? People falling dead on the street corners from COVID in China because that, that, that happens. We've all seen it. Remember when COVID first came here and you'd be standing there at a movie and suddenly people would just die and bleed out through their nose? No, that never happened. 
But that was the extraordinary evidence they provided. The evidence was Fauci said so. This doesn't just pertain to COVID. It pertains to everything the party is trying to install. Because now you have social media companies who are saying they're going to ban, let's see, environment stuff, gender stuff, uh, more COVID stuff, uh, college debt stuff, abortion stuff, because the authorities say it's disinformation. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Let's apply it to another partner. Let's apply it to soda weight loss. All right. Are they the experts? No. They have expertise derived over years of helping people drop unwanted fat from their bodies. So again, let's go through the analysis. What's their performance history? Okay. One location, sodaweightloss.com opens up in Dallas, Texas. It is so successful measured by what? By customers coming in and then sending in their friends and family. By what else? By customers ridding themselves of unwanted fat. That that's not all. Doing that in the exact or close to exact amount of time that soda weight loss uh, coaches said they would. Why is that matter? Because it's your money. It's your money and your time. Soda weight loss has told my wife, my wife wants to lose weight slowly. She wants to drop unwanted fat slowly and, and jettison this on a slower basis. So they told her, okay, that's what we'll do. Take a longer period of time, but if that's what you're comfortable, that's what we'll do. They'll do the same with you in a healthy way. They're not going to let you go too fast because then the weight's going to boomerang, plus that's dangerous for your body. So on that metric, so what else? What else? We're talking about this is an appeal to authority. What else? They went from one location to seven. How? Because people said, hey, could you open in my area? What else? Well, when, when you're a Texas-based company and you have people showing up from Florida to come to sodaweightloss.com because they, they want to jettison the unwanted fat or from Alabama, uh, well, it only makes sense that you would step back and go, wow, the data indicates people really need this done the right way. So they became a national entity. That's how it happened. That's the performance. But you can dig into the online reviews, 6,000 reviews, 4.8 average stars. You can hear it from me. I don't go around, you know, let my wife go use junk science. She's actually the one that's been all over me, teaching me about big pharma for over a decade. She was right. Should have listened earlier. It's sodaweightloss.com is how you get into this that stands for state of the art. We can see why, right? It's not appeal to authority. State of the art, S-O-T-A, sodaweightloss.com. One other thing, because I, I don't want this to veer into just a COVID discussion because it is far, far larger than that. And that is this. I uh, just wondered the thing on the COVID. The experts that are touted as such by the mockingbird media. Is anyone going to pay the price? See, this goes back to appeal to authority. Authority is earned. True authority is earned. Is anyone going to pay a cost? If you look through biblical history, when nations turn from God's authority, people pay a price. I'm rereading Judges in the Old Testament. 
I'm reading about the good judges and the bad judges. I'm reading again of the pattern. I'm reading of, of judges like Gideon. He'd be the last person you'd ever expect. He was, his family was a nobody family. He was a nobody guy. He rose to judge Israel very, very successfully. He rose into this great warrior because he listened to God. Right? And I observe, again, observing the patterns. The day Gideon died, his own son, through a mistress, not a mistress, a concubine, began to plot against him. Well, number one, hey, what are you doing with a concubine? Number two, Suddenly, the people began to pray to Baals and, and, and the alternative non-gods. Again, it happened. And there was a comeuppance. Someone paid a cost. In that case, it was many people in Israel paid a price. God exacts prices from people. Hey, Lot, you want to move to, to Sodom? Okay. I mean, you, 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 Lot moves to Sodom. He gets authority. He's recognized. Look, he's very important. Very important man in Sodom. You look at the trajectory of Lot's life, suddenly he's saying, no, 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 don't rape the guests in my home who are interpreted to have been angels. Don't rape the angels, rape my daughters. And then Sodom and Gomorrah are destroyed and Lot finds himself unwittingly because his daughters took from them all the uh, all the, the moral attitudes of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they thought, oh, well, the world's ended. All the people are gone. That was their perception. Sodom and Gomorrah was wiped from the earth. They thought everything is wiped from the earth. We need to restart the species. Let's get our dad drunk on wine and let's get impregnated by our dad. But the, the, the defilement. But there's your consequence. You went to live in Sodom. You enjoyed this. You got, the, you got the thrill of a lifetime. Hey, I'm a big deal in Sodom. He paid a price. Hey, a pretty dear price. Real authority that is earned in a human sense takes it upon itself to pay prices. King David recognized the sin he committed when he wanted this woman so badly. So he sent her husband to the front and got him killed. And it was one of his prophets, and you'll forgive me if I don't remember the prophet's name, who came and said, David, that was an incredible sin. And to King David's credit, King David fell to his knees. He took action. He took accountability. That's leadership. It's not authority. It's leadership. Leaders take accountability. Is anyone in the Mockingbird media going to take accountability? So we, this is our job. What if you're wrong? You are stating as fact the following things. But what if you're wrong? Now, it's one thing for newspapers to come out and say, spokespeople for the CDC contend or they claim without evidence that or we're going to give the benefit of a doubt to well, we seek more evidence, but they didn't do that. In an appeal to authority, you have the appealers of authority. That's the mockingbirds. So there is now going to be, unless it's wiped from the internet, an archival record of people who did not bow 
to these authorities, like the Epic Times. They were right from day one, in my opinion, on where the COVID flu came from, the Wuhan lab, the process by which it was created, and they continued to be right. This is a little trailer from a special they do called Facts Matter. By the way, guys, come on. I was doing Facts Matter. That was the name of a segment we did on radio for 10 years. You could send me a check or something. But this is part of this. Listen to the keywords. Listen to what has happened. Apply what we've been talking about in deconstructing the thought bosses with the questions and techniques and the standing on the foundation of the truth of God, listen to this little bit of this trailer. And now we know it has made significant changes in the pharmacokinetics of this vaccine of gene therapy. The pseudouridine is unable to be uh, processed in some ways. And so it's persisting in germinal centers. It's persisting in the body for long, long periods of time. This is why you're seeing a lot of people complain of these long uh, symptoms after the vaccine. It's persistent inflammation, likely from persistent spike protein in the body. So we, we have you know treatment regimens we're, we're instituting to try to get rid of that. And I think the persistence of the spike is creating some of that immune system dysregulation that's occurring after people get the vaccine. And we're seeing the spike of, like I said, 40% deaths between 18 to 64, 82% deaths from 25 to 44 in the last quarter. These are things that have to be associated with the vaccination program. Why are so many people dying? I'm just curious. Why are so many people dying? The appeal to authority falls apart right here. Why? None of them will take accountability for it. And I pledge to you. I believe with my whole heart. That they know exactly where they intend to park that responsibility. I think they know exactly who they intend to frame up on this. See, notice that no one is being asked. The mockingbirds are not demanding that anyone take take responsibility for this. They're not demanding that anyone step forward to take responsibility for the 40% increase in all-cause mortality across the board. The 80% increase in all-cause mortality in millennial generations. No one's rushing forward because authoritarians don't do that. They wait to park it on someone else. How many people around the Clintons have gone to prison? Or have been suicided. Um, Epstein. How many people. Have taken the fall yet for the COVID. No one. The. Great reset people can't have this. They can't have the mud on their face. It can't be Gates. He's got too much money. It can't be Fauci. Who's too mobbed up. Same with Collins. Same with Walensky. It can't be Pfizer. They've got way too much money, way too much power. Well, who could it be? This are some friends of mine. They wanted to say, I said, don't come tonight. Let's go another time. It's pouring. 
Woody Johnson, a great gentleman. You ever hear of Johnson and Johnson? He owns the place. I tell you what, this guy's got cash like nobody's got cash. Johnson and Johnson, his incredible wife, Suzanne Johnson, whose family is very, very close. And she comes from Ukraine. Do you notice there's not a single round of applause? For guests that I think in my lifetime, the most beloved president in my lifetime brought on stage. Uh, Obama was beloved by the other side. But he was also deified. Ultimate appeal to authority. I beg the people around President Trump to go back and read the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. All the way through. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say things of all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be God because your great is because great is your reward in heaven. For the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It's this. The ultimate authority or to the appeal to authority. It's this. How do we avail ourselves of the spirit of truth? We humble ourselves. We ask for that spirit. When we use our intellect to unwire appeal to authority, we use it with humility because we remember it's not our intellect. We didn't invent it. We've got nothing without the Lord. Apart from the Father, we can do nothing. The Lord Jesus himself said, apart from the Father, I can do nothing. We give ourselves that or we accept the gift. See, ultimate real authority, it doesn't need to demand. It can simply ask. Because I'm in the process of putting together a speech for a school uh, in North Idaho to help them raise money, it's a private Christian school and a really good one. I'm thinking a lot about my time in school and I'm thinking about a lot of teachers And I'm thinking about a lot of teachers who touched me in a really positive way because I've had some really awful teachers. And I'm thinking about the people who had authority because they earned it and their ability to say things quietly and their ability to simply with a suggestion, get done what needed to be done. And I'm thinking of some faces and some names. I think of one particular person so time and again, I've talked about him many, many times, my great, great Monsignor, John Trainer. Another John Trainer story. I intended when I was voted class speaker to tear a new one into the school I'd attended. And frankly, not, 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 not particularly my high school, but the school system. Because I could go through a list of wrongs. I've told the stories a thousand times, so I won't belabor it. But I designed the speech that was part funny, but part really cutting. And called teachers out by name from way back in history. From all the way back to sixth grade. Most of my friends knew these stories. I could tell them in funny ways, but still completely call people out. I gave that speech in Mr. Trainer's classroom. My friend Matthew was there. It's more like my brother. There were a couple other advisors there. Gave that speech. It's the only speech I've ever fully written out. 
because I was, I was forced to, to be able to give it. I could change it on stage, but any other teacher would have said, no, absolutely not. I refuse to sign off on that speech. It was mean-spirited. It was rude. It was arrogant. No. Here's what John Trainer said privately. Privately. He asked everybody else to leave the room. And he sat down at a desk next to me, not across from me. And he sat there with his gray hair and his turquoise eyes and his ever-present beige camel hair sport coat with the uh, (laughs) elbow patches. And John reached out and he put his hand on my hand. And he said, you have really, really been treated poorly by some people in education. I recognize that. I know some of them. I do. My question for you is, do you want to be angry or do you want to be heard? That's my only question for you. I will sign off in the speech. And he took that piece of paper and he signed it in front of me, meaning I could give that speech. And he handed it back to me. He said, Todd, you have been given by God an amazing talent. And I just ask you, please think tonight whether you want to be angry or you want to be heard. I don't remember what he said past that because I was so stunned at the way he'd approached it. Truth be told, I made my decision on the spot. I would soften the speech. I went back to my house. My dear brother, Matthew, was there to watch me graduate. He moved. And I just took some things out. Matthew said the most interesting thing to me. He said, wow, he said that that way. I said, yeah, he goes, where did he come to God? So how did you know that? He goes, because of how he treated you. That's authority. That's earned. That was standing on the shoulders of humbling yourself. Blessed are the poor in spirit. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and let's all be thankful that the Lord has given us spiritual immunity to the appeal to authority movement. Spiritual immunity that you and I can pass on starting today.